Next on BYUSN, the best thing BYU football did in Boise on Saturday night other than win the game. And no lost November is back, baby. Hey, seven days in, no lost November is again a thing. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, November 7th. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who needs more music videos in his life, Jerem Jordan. I liked Carson Daly and MTV back in the day, but uh, yeah, if you're, you're too young, you don't know what we're TRL. talking about. TRL! TRL, yeah. One, one time, my family we, like drove our van all the way to you know, Manhattan, and, and we get out, and, and TRL's right there, and my sisters and stepsisters getting out to check it out, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. We'll go around the block and pick them up in a sec, whatever. You had seen didn't, I Want It That Way care. from the Backstreet Boys 63 times in a row and we're okay not getting out of Yeah, the- I was good. Okay. I'd heard it from them specifically. <laughs> yeah. Great concert this summer, by the way. Okay, coming up on today's show. Oh, BYU beats Boise State. It happened. Oh, and the drama and the catch by Puka Nakua. The catch is conversations from Spencer with Puka, Jaron, Kalani, all coming up. Zach Wilson and the Jets win a big one. Dax Milne, first career TD. Awesome. Selection Monday for women's soccer coming up today. And hey, Colby Lee, he's back in Provo with Idaho State on a ball night for men's hoops against Idaho State tonight. Let's get after it. Here are today's headlines. BYU football upsets Boise State. Yes, upsets eight-and-a-half-point underdog on the blue for just the second time they win on that turf in program history. 31-28 led by, as Jaron mentioned, Puka Nakua's incredible game, who hauled in this six-yard touchdown pass on fourth down on the game-winning score. Up into the end zone. He holds on. Is it a touchdown? Yes, it is. What an unbelievable catch by Puka Nakua. The game of his life. Put that toe touch in Louvre. Nakua had a career-high 14 catches, 157 yards, and two touchdowns, including what you just saw. Jaron Hall, 459 yards of total offense. That's a career best for him, including 82 rush yards. How about Hinkley Ropati? What in the world? 28 yards rushing, 82 yards receiving, with a score no less. The Cougars have a bye week before they host Utah Tech to get bowl eligible on Senior Day, live on BYU TV. Hey, we've got our own Museum of Art. We should at least put it in there, right? Yes. Cougars in the NFL, what a day of touchdowns. And we start with Zach Wilson, who helped lead the Jets to an upset of the Bills, 20 to 17, 18 of 25, 154 yards, a touchdown. We lose a fumble, five rushes to 24. Huge win for the Jets, we're now six and three. Dax Milton got his first NFL touchdown with the Commanders. The late loss to the Vikings, Kyrus Tonga had a tackle for uh, the Skull dudes. And Jamal Williams rushed for 81 yards, had a two-point conversion in a weird game where the Lions beat the struggling Packers. Tyler Algier had 99 yards rushing and a 24-yard catch for the Atlanta Falcons in a 2017 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers, including Michael Davis, who had four tackles in that win for L.A. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints host the Baltimore Ravens tonight on Monday Night Football. And it's a ball night, as mentioned, in the Marriott Center as men's hoops opens the season against Idaho State. Former Cougar Colby Lee plays for the Bengals, makes his return. Cougars are favored by as many as 21. I've seen 23 out there. Ken Palm gives BYU a 99% chance of winning. Jimmer, Fredette, and 
Team USA win the three-on-three AmeriCup in Miami, defeating Puerto Rico 21-18 in the gold medal game. Over the five games, Fredette had a combined 26 points, including scoring the gold medal game winner. You betcha, Jimmer Fredette, the golden boy, quite literally. Forget about it. Number 15 women's soccer beat LMU 2-1 thanks to a brace from Brecken Mozingo to wrap up the regular season at 10-2-6 overall. Taking second in WCC because Santa Clara was tied 1-1, scored an 83rd minute goal. They win the WCC with uh, a win over Pepperdine. NCAA women's soccer selection shows today at 4 Eastern on NCAA.com. 18th ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeps Santa Clara to get to 11-2 in West Coast Conference play. Hitting 316 as a team led by Erin Livingston, 17 kills. She continues just a phenomenal season. Cougars host Pacific and St. Mary's on Thursday and Saturday in that order. And Paul Lasique and the USA Eagles won the first match of the final World Cup qualifying tournament in Dubai against Kenya, 68-14. Ten tries in that one. Lasique got the start at inside center. The Americans play Hong Kong on Saturday. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And What's Trending, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Beat Boise! And BYU did to end a four-game losing streak and end the rivalry series on a high note. We don't know if or when BYU will play Boise State again. A huge game for BYU in so many ways. My question for you today, Jeremy, is what was the best thing BYU did on Saturday? Winning. Snapping a four-game losing streak. Winning three in a row on the blue. Beating Boise State for the second time there. Ensuring a bowl game. Ending the rivalry with Boise State on a high note, which Puka Nakua pointed out, hey, in our last three games against rivals, we've won. That's Utah, a thing for Utah BYU. State and Boise That's State. That's a thing for them. Uh, getting positive momentum going into the bye week. Puka Nakua, Jaron Hall, Hinkley Ropati, the defense, only giving up 324 yards. Uh, that's all I liked. That's it. It's a small, <laughs> long list of like 10 things. No, it was amazing, Spence. It was amazing. And Puka Nakua had the game of his life, as he heard on, uh, on FS2. Amazing uh, play. I don't like a fade on fourth and goal, but Puka Nakua made that happen. And it's an incredible catch, one that goes down in the history of BYU. We'll have to figure out where in the top 100 plays. I tweeted top 100 catches. Everyone's like, Rah! I meant plays. Top 100 plays in BYU history. I'm thinking it's top 30 uh, because of the nature of the play and the context of what the play. What it meant, where it happened. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the uh, formula we figured out for top 100. If it's a great play and the context is amazing, it's one of the greatest plays in BYU history. And that is, man, that is. I know that this season isn't going to be one of the greatest seasons in BYU history. But what this game and that finish and that play meant and that toe drag, BYU photo, how about it? How about Incredible it? That's my Twitter profile, capture. by the way. Jaron Wilkie Jaron Wilkie del- delivered the image of the year. It's almost better than the catch. Uh, it's not better, but it's almost better. <laughs> yeah, it, it was incredible. An amazing, amazing situation for a team that was down in the dumps, and they took out a team that hadn't really played anybody and whose numbers were bloated. BYU's offense showed up and put up 31 points and yeah, 532. Yes, yes. And, like, yes. Puka Nakua was the best player on the field, uh, which was pretty fun to watch. All right, three specific things that I love that BYU accomplished on Saturday other than winning the game. Number one, Jeremy, they've been so bad on fourth down conversions. It is poetic that on a fourth down and goal to go, BYU finally converts and wins the game. The game-winning play happens on a fourth down. It had to be that way, okay? Incredible. And on a fade. Like, that's not a high-percentage no, throw. but Puka but, Nakua is so good. But when it's to Puka, 
it's uh, it's a higher percentage. Take your chances. Yeah. Number two, the BYU defense has been dragged through the mud for a long time. How about a strip sack fumble by the BYU defense right before half? Although it led to one of the most frustrating plays of the season yes. and not allowing Lopini Katoa's touchdown to count. Still, the BYU defense with a strip sack fumble. They, they had a sack, Jerem. They didn't get a sack in the entire month of October. If BYU gets a sack, they won the game. How about that? Right? Exactly. It's weird. Okay. So the defense came up with some big-time plays, and they had to have a stand late. Even after Pukunuku yep. scored, they had yep. to come together and prevent Boise State from going down the field. So the BYU defense, what they accomplished in that game, my goodness, they, they deserve some credit. We should point that out for sure. And then number three, when you close out a rivalry series on the blue – like at Boise in that fashion. I mean, there have been so many iconic plays and things that have gone against BYU in this rivalry series that it just it felt so good that BYU pulled that off. So many things went wrong for BYU on Saturday night. I already mentioned the Lopini Katoa gaff before halftime. Yeah, that was a terrible call. Awful. And they just get found, more cameras. They found a way. They found a way. What did Jaron Hall tell us that was the number one most important thing BYU gets back to to win games? Explosive, explosive plays. They had so many explosive yeah. plays. Yeah. Hinkley Ropati, Puka Nakua twice. BYU had some incredible explosive plays. And Jaron Hall himself with his legs. I thought for a second he was going to house that long run that he had. But just explosive plays returned. So those are the three things that I wanted to point out as far as like what BYU accomplished and what they can build off of going forward. Bowl eligibility is going to happen against Utah yeah, Tech. It's, it's over. It happened. Yeah. I cannot remember a win in recent memory that carried this much relief uh, and, and such a gratifying feeling. I was talking. Utah last year. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably. And it was way more than this. Probably the same feeling. But like the next closest thing. Yeah. That one was. This is different because it comes on the heels of a four-game losing streak. In that one season. came on a nine-game losing streak. Overall, you know what I mean? to like, one team. But what I'm saying is four, yeah. ga- four losses in a row. Like, oh, my gosh. The re- the well, and it's Boise State. Like, when BYU ended its four-game losing streak against Middle Tennessee, we didn't feel like this different. in 2014. No, it was different. Yeah. This is Boise State. Correct. This is a team that they, they liken themselves to each other. BYU was the original Boise State. Boise State came later, right, in the we're on the outside, but we're challenging the system uh, kind of team, right? And uh, they respect each other uh, in a healthy way. And, uh, you know, it's, it, obviously they're a ton of members of the church in Idaho and da 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 that whole thing. This was awesome, man. And it, and it came in a dramatic way, and it came late in the game, and it came with BYU's best player uh, in Puka Nakua, who's just been incredible. Will he be the highest draft pick from BYU? No, but he is BYU's best player. This year, and it's not close. He's doing himself some significant favors in terms of draft He's, stock. He gone. And, oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. We thought he was gone before the season. But now, he now, is now an incredible on, player. Now he's on some boards. Like Now he's on some draft boards. He's, he's legit, uh, legit one of the best receivers BYU's ever had. I mean, Austin Collie, to me, put up all the numbers and was consistent for several years. If Puka had been here the whole time and healthy, he's the best receiver BYU's ever had. He passes Austin. He passes Cody. But he's in the conversation of the top three receivers in BYU history. He's well, amazing. Speaking of Puka Nakua, I spoke with him after the game on the blue, and uh, certainly he felt some relief. But that big smile was owning the boys. They tried to turn the lights out on him, and it didn't work. Literally, <laughs> turn the, what's the budget like in Boise? You can't keep the lights on for a minute. You're not even. You're not. You're not even done cleaning. What are you? You clean uh, Sunday? What's going on? Oh my goodness! Here's BYU's P- lights are on for hours after. There's Puka Nakua and that million-dollar smile on in the interview after the win over Boise State.
Buka, let's start on the fourth down play from the six-yard line on the game-winning touchdown. What was the call and what happened on that play? Um, it, was a, it was a fade ball. Uh, we came to me earlier in that series, and uh, the quarter made a good play on the ball, and I didn't come down with it. So uh, I think I think Jaron, I think our old line, I thank, I thank Coach A-Rod, for, and I thank the whole team for trusting in me and giving me the opportunity to make that play. But, man, that, that was sweet. Jaron Hall, man, my guy. <laughs> When that play goes to review, knowing what had happened right before halftime, what's going through your mind emotionally right there? That one, I was I was pretty confident. I thought I got in before the one at the before halftime too, but I knew that one for sure. I was I was ready for that one. There was no chance I was leaving that one up to fate. Fourth and goal, game on the line. That's that's the opportunities we live for. That's the things I've been I've been dreaming since I was a little kid. I can't wait to call my family and <laughs> share with them that love. And then being in the locker room with those guys. I mean, we've been in the grind. We've been going through it for us to come to our rivalry game, play here on the blue turf, go through a dogfight, seven seven at halftime, and come out. We score in the fourth quarter, and our defense. Um, they've been going through the grind, but when it came down to it, they got the stop, and we, we come out victorious in Boise. What does a win over Boise in this rivalry series to close things out mean for you on top of snapping a four-game losing streak? Yeah, that's something that Coach Kalina preached these are our rivalry games. We played Utah last year. That was the last time we have them scheduled. We played Utah State this year. We got we so all the all our rivalry games we've been able to knock down, and we never know when the last the next time is going to play with them. So you got to leave it all out there. And uh, we finished the last one right, and we still got a couple more games. But man, it's a it's a nice momentum to finish off the to run into these last two games. We got a, we got one. We got a bye week, and then we're coming back home. So it would be nice. Everybody heal up as much as you can, and then we're playing Utah Tech and Lavelle Edward. You just came out of the locker room. What was the scene like in there? <laughs> a lot of dancing. I don't know if you guys ever seen Clark Barrington hit some dance moves before, but, man, that was sweet. I'm blessed to see that. <laughs> 320 pounds of, of, of human man moving like that. That's, that's a beautiful sight right there. <laughs> okay, let's rewind to the last couple of offensive series. Back and forth game. You're up, you're down. You're up, you're down. What's the key to maintaining composure and not folding like – this team has uh, in, in a few of the games during the losing streak. Um, I think confidence. I, I don't know if they're uh, – it was some, not necessarily anything during the week, but the guys, we've made plays to see um, Hinkley come out there and make a big-time play when we needed it, cut, score a 40-yard touchdown on a screen play. Um, Peeney, our run game has been consistent. It's nice. Jaron Hall, whenever the ball's in his hand, everybody knows we're confident. We, we trusted him. and. Everybody out there, uh, Isaac, we, <laughs> he came up to me after there and said, thanks for saving me. But it's every play. Not one play is going to make us lose the game. And it was every guy out there, all 11 men, putting out all the effort they can and leaving it out there in the field. And this is, this is the, end, the end goal when everybody leaves it out there. We come out victorious. So it's nice for the boys in Brigham. They're trying to turn the lights out on you here. But I know you are the shining light tonight, Puka. Uh, how are you feeling, by the way? Because it felt like you were targeted 20-plus times. Um, possibly. I got some blood out here, but that's how football works. I, I love this game. I'll do anything for those guys in that locker room, whether they want me to block the mic backer, block the DN, or run 50 yards and catch the ball, run the ball, whatever it needs. Um, I'm willing to sacrifice for those guys, and I know they're willing to sacrifice for me. So I'm grateful to be in this position, and I feel good. Winning football games is real fun. <laughs> You're a win away from getting bowl eligible and trying to rewrite right the back end of this season uh what has to happen over the next couple of games for BYU to continue this trend and and keep going in the right direction consistency I think uh obviously we had our short our short yardage uh, issues in the first half but we, we finished them in the second half and obviously we come down a fourth fourth and goal and with the game on the line and uh 
coach trusted us to make plays. And that's that's my job as a receiver to go out there and make a play. And they put the ball up in the air. So that's what we do. Just just consistency across the board. I mean, the second half, I thought we moved the ball a lot better. We, I didn't think they. They were a really good defense. They, we, we knew that they were a really good pass defense, but I felt like we passed the ball well. We're confident in ourselves. When we play confident, I believe we're one of the best teams out there, and I think that showed tonight. Everybody felt that little bit of swagger. I know we, we were going through a little bit of a slump, but you make one play, and that's how sometimes that's all you need. You're an eight-and-a-half-point underdog coming into this game and had only won one game on the blue as a program before tonight. Is, is there an added dynamic to this win? If so, what is it? Um... Not as, uh, it was the game that we had on Saturday. We got we got some messages from Tyler, um, from Zach, from uh, some of the guys, Neil, uh, some of the former players, and it was a nice message because they still believe in us. I know it's been uh, Cougar Nation. We've been going through the grind, but it was nice to hear some of the messages from the former players and guys who kind of been through. Obviously, you know, you don't not everybody's been through a four game losing streak, but they believed in us and uh, every every man in that locker room. We believe in each other, so. It was fun to, for everybody to have that belief and for us to come out with the victory. Okay, last one for you. I know you talk about the eye in the sky when you go back to film review, and you talk about your brothers a lot. Your brothers are really hard on you, and you like this. What's the conversation going to be like with your brothers after tonight's game? Oh, man. Um, early in the game, I got a lot. I got touches on the outside. I had a solo bark. I had an orbit on their boundary where Mason and Isaac pick up two for two, and I'm left one on one, and I didn't make the guy miss. He had a good form tackle on me, and then we came back to me to the field in a, in a sweep, a jet sweep. Isaac Kibo and Mason out there, and once again one on one, and they're leaving me. They're leaving me to make the guy miss, and I didn't do it. So that I was thinking out, that was thinking through my mind the whole time. I I, I owe I owe my brothers. I know they were the, that's the ones they're going to talk to me about, but I owe, also owe my teammates that when they give me the ball and those guys are out there, I know they're fighting their their butts off. I was about to swear, real quick. <laughs> they're fighting their butts off, but um, I got a lot of plays I can get better on for sure. <laughs> You won the game, whatever. Let's talk about you not making guys miss, right? <laughs> exactly. I know that's that's Samson's first text for sure. And Kai's gonna be like, "Hey, on that front, uh, on the, the the field run to the back, you had the mic back on the block. I hit him, and we we stalemated, and then he got outside of me, and he made the play. So I know he's gonna kill me for that. Like, yeah, the blocking plays, I did not block well. Coach Fest gonna be mad. A Rod, Coach Funk, I'm sorry. And sometimes number zero, he's a big guy. <laughs> 52, 58, all those Mike backers, they didn't want to stay in the box. They were trying to come get me. <laughs> He's BYU's best player on the field, but does not shy away from accountability. Well, he's, he's always uh, just in a bad mood. Um, <laughs> never, never happy. He's always smiling. Uh, Puka means chubby in Samoan. He was chubby when he was little. Eh, now, he's, now he's just making plays. He's worked off the baby fat. Yes, he has. And we take a look at his season numbers. Remember, he's missed three games. This is where he's at with BYU. Top interceptions and yards now. Second in touchdowns. He's going to pass Cody Epps here in a sec, who has six out for the year. Look at the rush touchdowns, by the way, four. Again, he's missed three games. Nine total touchdowns. He's so good. In seven games. That's really, really good. He'd, I mean, he'd have, if he was healthy, he'd be pushing for 1,000 yards, right? Um, he's, a, he's like a 1,200-yard guy if he's healthy. Unfortunately, he's battled uh, ankle and hamstring issues. But, yeah, he's, he's an NFL receiver, uh, hopefully drafted. He, he probably should. He'll kill the measurables if he's healthy. Yeah. But, uh yeah, he, he's a game changer. And I think BYU in the Big 12, Spence, you only need a couple more Puka Nakua's, if you will. Well, it's hard to get one, yes. But if you can get a couple of Puka Nakua's in different areas of the field, you're talking about winning another game or two that you wouldn't have. Puka Nakua won that game for BYU. There were other guys that did it, but like Tyler Algier carried BYU against Utah State and Washington State and other games. 
But you can point single-handedly to 19 targets, 14 catches, 157-2, and two, including the game winner, and go, if Puka Nakua doesn't transfer from Washington and isn't on the team, I don't think BYU wins that game. Huge deal. The scouts and the nation, in large part, taking notice, including the Reese's Senior Bowl, who pointed out that Puka has been named the Offensive Player of the Week, which... Does he get Reese's for this? Understandable, 157 yards again. Back. Season or career highs, whether 14 catches, two touchdowns. Hey, I like the nutritional Fantastic. facts as the. Uh, <laughs> how many calories did he burn? Longest no. reception, 27 awesome. yards. Yeah, that looks really fun. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation now. Our question of the day is this What was the best thing BYU did on Saturday? Maybe it's just win the game. At MalMom03 on Instagram says, Obviously, the win. But the defense improved and stepped up at the end of the game yep. when BYU needed them. Less missed tackles, or fewer missed tackles, I should say. Dare I say a blitz or two? Yes, a strip sack bumble. They've been the blitzing. Game. You just don't notice. But Great yeah. team win. Yeah, three and a half yards per carry allowed, 324 total, 28 points is on the high end. But, again, if you get to 30, you need to win, Arkansas being the exception to that. But, man. And then, and then we'll look at this later in the week. There's, there's some teams that BYU's lost to where you go, oh, wow, this schedule is really hard. Look at Liberty. Beat Arkansas, who Arkansas. went for two. Didn't get it. Liberty won. Oregon hasn't lost after Georgia, right? Uh, Boise State was in the New Year's Six conversation. They still might win the Mountain West. They'll be back-to-back years getting Mountain West champ. Yeah, <laughs> de facto uh, it, Mountain West Go Boise State. <laughs> go and win it. Let's see. Go to the L.A. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. 22 Kai guys on Instagram says... <laughs> With the win, what? BYU won all the last rivalry or revenge games over the past two years. Utah. Well, hold on. It's with, a U with three asterisks. Yes, I was going to point that out. <laughs> Utah, but he writes U with three asterisks. Because That's great. Apparently in his vocabulary, it's a curse word. I like it. Utah State, Boise State, and Baylor. And Baylor. Hashtag bragging rights. I didn't think about Baylor in that way. Oh, let's go. Okay, tonight, ball night, season opener for men's hoops, taking on Idaho State. Colby Lee back in the house. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 8 Eastern time. Still on the way, my one-on-one with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall and another Puka cameo in that. What was different for BYU football down the stretch this time? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. Over Boise State, the losing skid comes to an end. Victory! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. That is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. I spoke with the always even keel BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, albeit he was more cheerful after the game, when BYU took on Boise and snapped the losing streak 31-28. Here's that conversation. Jaron, walk me through the fourth down play call to Puka on the throw and the game-winning touchdown pass. Yeah, we just figured it'd take a matchup. You know, they've, they've been giving us matchups outside the whole night. It's tough to have safety help, you know, in that close part of the field. So you put 12 out there against anybody, we like those odds. How poetic is it that it's a fourth down conversion where you guys have struggled a lot this season to convert that play against this team on this field on the road? Yeah, just grit. You know, we've talked about it for weeks now. 
So it hasn't gone our way in a lot of those situations, but every week we preach that we need to be better at that. Uh, and we honestly, we truly believe it deep down that we can convert those those plays. So, you know, a couple of times it didn't go our way, but when it mattered at the end, we knew we could do it. And, and that's what we did. Coaches put faith in us and let us make a play. What does a win like this mean for you and the team, given the struggles that you've gone through recently? Yeah, man, it just shows that's part of life. You, you go through your struggles, but you persevere and you do it because of the guys next to you. Regardless of what people have been saying outside of our building, it was always about us the whole time. You know, we knew we'd band together. We wouldn't break apart. We wouldn't let anything else break us apart. And that just showed tonight. Serious frustration for you guys when you don't get the touchdown call right before halftime. How do you overcome something like that? It's a lot of game left. That's, that's the bottom line. We still have two quarters left. We knew we could come out and score points. So regardless of what happens on that play, you know, next time we can just get a whole body in and get it across, get a bit better surge. Who knows what we could do? Uh, but just not leaving the, in the referee's hands. What were the emotions in the huddle and on the sideline like in the fourth quarter when this game all of a sudden turned into a back-and-forth shootout? Just energy. You know, regardless of who was scoring or who was doing good, who wasn't playing as good as they wanted, just energy, offense and defense together, just, just you know, backing each other up. Energy was our focus all night, and that's what it was. As a quarterback for BYU, and given the up and downs of, of this season, what does this do for the team pushing forward to the final two games and hopefully a bowl game? Yeah, again, a bowl game, that's a big part of our season. You know, that's what we look forward to, and we still got to win another one to get there. So, you know, the focus is to win the next one, get bowl eligible, and go from there. You told me earlier this week. <laughs> you told me earlier this week this is absolutely a rivalry game. Probably the last one with Boise State for a while. What what additional meaning does it add to that? The blue turf. I think it's the second win we've gotten here. So it's any big rivalry game. You know, we, we look forward to this game all year and every year. You know, it's always one of the focuses for us to win the rivalries. And so as one of our goals, you know, it's, it just feels good to accomplish that, come up here and get a win. Just in front of you, thousands of BYU fans. Cheer <laughs> it all, baby! Cheer oh, it all! You see thousands of BYU fans here gathering and cheering for you. What does it mean to you to see this site? Uh, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's why a lot of people come to BYU and play here. You have, you have fans all over the country, all over the world. Um, it's unbelievable the support they give us. You know, through the thick and thin this year, we had a lot of, a lot of thick lately. Uh, but, you know, all these fans that are out here still, regardless of the last couple weeks, it means a lot. All right, you got to go take a team picture, so I'm going to let you get to it. Congratulations, Jaron. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. How about his total game between passing and rushing, Jerry? I mean, we career high 459. You got to go back to probably the Taysom Hill performance against Houston to find like it a, literally a was total comparison, right? Yeah, like Taysom. What, what, it literally was the most since uh, since Taysom Hill did that. Since Taysom, Hill. wow, yeah. 2013 at Houston, which was just yeah. a war. That was a 400 100. Like <laughs> that uh, at the time that it happened seven times in NCAA history. And, and for Jaron to go 377 and 82, uh, career high 459. Amazing. By the way, Jaron Hall in starts against rivals. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Four and one. Ooh. Four and one. The one loss was Boise State uh, last year. It's taking care of business. One and over rivals. Utah, one and one versus Boise State, two and over Utah State. He didn't start. Oh, sorry, three and over versus Boise State because he started in 2019. Oh, three and over oh against Utah State? Three and over oh against Utah State. Yes, three and over. Oh. So it's five and one versus rivals. Well done, Jaron Hall. Including ending the streak against Utah. Although we'd like to thank Charlie Brewer uh, quite a bit for that one. Apparently, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Man, the road team in this series between BYU and Boise State last three years, the road team has won every one of those games. Well, is it even hard to win on the blue now? Uh, BYU's won three in a row, including, uh, you know, 
the the Western Michigan famous Idaho Potato Bowl, 18, 20, and now 22. Take care of business up there. So is BYU, yeah. is BYU hey, going back to the famous Idaho? If Potato BYU Bowl needs this a year? winnable G5, uh, could be Boise State on the road now. I'm kidding. It's always tough to send win there. BYU back to Idaho for the bowl game. They win up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> They don't want that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I think it's, it's going to be Texas, for what it's worth. Somewhere it's, in Texas. It's, it's a big state. The, yeah. the chances are that... Bowl game somewhere yeah. in Texas. Playing the numbers there. Coordinator's Corner coming up at 2 Eastern time on the BOTV app featuring Aaron Roderick, Elisa Tuyak, coming up the big one, of course. Spencer filling in for Greg, who's a little under the weather. Greg, feel better, man. The Puka catch on Saturday was the best catch by a BYU receiver since... When? Mm. We'll tell you our answers next. What do you think? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation to interact with the program. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jeremiah Spencer. Time to whip it on a Monday. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Hooker's game-winning catch is the best catch by BYU wide receiver since? I'm going to give you three answers. Uh, the earlier catch in the Arkansas game by Puka Nakua, toe touch down the sideline. I believe that was also on a fourth down, Jeremiah. Fourth down conversions have one of the two happened. since you have one not of the, happened. One of the three often. since USF, right? Is it this one? <laughs> this is the one. An incredible catch on a fourth down. Yeah, it's in a 17-point loss at home, so it gets gets forgotten. Okay. But it's a great catch. Then let's uh, rewind to let's keep with the Nakua theme, shall we? Boise State 2021. One Samson Nakua on a fade ball of sorts to the back of the end zone. Also from Jaron Hall. Why would he not throw it to the Nakuas? So good, okay? That was the highlight I remember from that game. And then how about 2020? You and I love this play. We oh. put it in our top 100 yes. BYU football plays of all time. Yes, we did. Neil Powell! When it happened, I was like, Ed, no way he caught that ball. No way his feet Amazing. Okay? He somehow gets his little pinky toe down. This little piggy went to the market in the end zone! And scores a touchdown. Like, great catches. That was also on board. Oh, down. I think, yeah. What? Wow. I think it's the best sense of Neil. Like, just incredible. Because it's a touchdown. When you do it for a touchdown, it's that much better. Just throw it to the Nakua's on fourth down. Just throw it to the Nakua's. <laughs> That's what we've learned. That's what we've learned. BYU Photos' Jaron Wilkie took the, the photo. The Jarens I mean, around here are just incredible. The photo to give us the moment frozen in time. What was better, the catch or the photo proving that Puka Nakua actually made the catch. It's nice to have photo proof, right? Yes, like in a court yes. of law, you kind of need some evidence. Uh, no, it, this is amazing. The catch is the better thing because there's more degree of difficulty there, but this there's is an no incredible moment. photo. There's no in actual fact, moment if he doesn't make the catch. In fact, I cropped, uh, yeah, exactly. I cropped just his foot. That's my avatar <laughs> profile, or my profile on Twitter right now. So, yeah. The toe Incredible. Drag. The toe drag. Yes. No, Puka's eyes. Woo! Hey, Chase Roberts had a nice catch for BYU against Baylor, yes, too. Yes, he did. Um, but there have been some nice... We can do a toe drag swag yes. top five. Uh-huh. Fourth down fourth down game on the line. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah, the catch itself is better, though. When the officials went to replay after the catch, though, did you think they were going to give it to BYU, given what happened at the end of the half? No. Well, actually, I kind of did. For a moment, I, I got really worried, and I was like, well, 
Did they call it a touchdown on the field? And because they called it a touchdown on the field. That was the key right there. That was kind of like, okay, that's, this is giving me a little bit of hope that they won't overturn it because there's not going to be enough evidence to overturn the call on the field. Was that it that one or the halftime one where the refs just decided not to make a call? The halftime the one. Make a call. Like, decide know, did, something. Did, did the ref, after Puka's catch, make a call? Because I was yes, looking at the, they okay, t- so they, touchdown. They, they, they the, touchdown. Yes, it took him a sec, but they made the call. One call, that's all. No, like, the halftime one, they just looked at each other. I literally saw one of the referees go, I don't know. He shrugged his shoulders. I'm In like, volleyball, you can't when, the, do that. when the line judge doesn't know, it just goes like this. <laughs> what kind of play? That would be better than this weekend. I theater. don't know. What are you? I don't know. Terrible. Oh, sounds like uh, Forky. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Zach Wilson. How about this. Now five and Zach. one as the starter. What is that? For the New York. Not helping Jets. me in fantasy though. Half game back of the Bills in the AFC East. Granted, they do have a better AFC East record than the Bills, who are 0-2 in that division. On a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive is the 6-3 mark for the Jets? Oh, it's like a 10, because we expected them to stink. I, I think Zach can play better. Obviously, he he played well enough. Did lose a fumble, had one touchdown. It's like an easy throw for, you know, that Mike Carter got in there. He needs to play a little better and they can get over the hump. Like, here's the thing though. I think if they get to 10 wins, they make the playoffs. So they just need to go 500 in the back eight. Like they've set themselves up to make the playoffs. They have a great defense, good run game. Zach needs to play a little better and they can turn a massive corner here. And they're still six and three because of it. I'm not sure how he could have played better in yesterday's game because they did the game Don't plan, lose the fumble. The, the game plan was everything that they wanted him to do. It was a conservative game plan. Take your shots when they're there, but be very, very conservative. Scott. I want to get to the point where they're not trying to limit him making mistakes. Does that make sense? That he's proactively doing great stuff. Sure. Which he's making some great throws. But I don't like seeing sub 200 passing every week. Well, I mean, if, if you don't need it and your run game is so good and your offensive line's dominating and your defense is Well, awesome, you beat the Patriots if you get it. Like, I, I go back to, I know this is a huge stretch, but like thinking about that 2000 Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl championship team with Trent Dilfer. He's not, he's not to that level, and their defense is not to that level. Whew. Yeah. It's a good start. Good start. UN Men's Hoops is a 21-point favorite against Idaho State. Will the Cougars cover it tonight? No. It'll be probably like an 18 to 20-point win. I, 21's a lot. 21's a lot. Idaho State went 7 and 23 last year. They do, like Colby Lee's now in the starting lineup. They got a couple transfers, uh, a couple from San Diego and Santa Clara, by the way, that you may have heard of, which we'll talk about tonight on the Premium Show. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, well, we just don't know about this BYU team quite yet. So I'll say no. I'll say no. I think it's like a 15, a, a little higher than you. Sure. But yeah. If they don't cover, it's I don't fine. care if they cover. BYU doesn't need to win by 22 for us to be like, oh, well, they, okay, now it's an okay victory. I think they do need to win by 12 points. Yeah, single digits? Then it's a little weird at home against that Idaho State team. Colby Lee returns to the Marriott Center tonight with the Bengals. Over under 10 points for Colby Lee. Over. I think he's going to get a lot of usage. He's a starter. Uh, you know, he's, he's had a he's had a nice preseason. He'll get fouled. Game. He'll have some free throws. Yes. He's a good free and throw And I think shooter. he's going to be warmly welcomed here. By the way, he did. Uh, yeah, he had uh, 10 points in one of the extra. He's going so. double figures in scoring. Yeah. Colby Lee's going to sure. score in double figures for sure. Yes. BYU Women's Soccer is going to find out a NCAA tournament seed and hosting situation this afternoon. Call your shot. Are they a top four seed in their region? Yes, they're a four seed. BYU will be a four seed, just like they were last year, Jaron, when they made that magical run to the NCAA championship match. 
there'll be a four seed again. Yeah. I didn't check the RPI this morning, but I will go three seed just Ooh. to be different. Because if we have the same answer, <laughs> who freaking cares? I would love a three seed. Be fantastic. Better matchup for you, right? Better matchup, better team, Papa Jones. Aaron Livingston and BYU Volleyball hoping they are a seed when the tournament starts. Mm. She's led this volleyball team in kills in all but one match this season. Are the Cougars too reliant on Aaron Livingston? They're reliant K with uh, Aaron. No, I no. Uh, they have to. They don't have another consistent pin right now. Right side Kate Grimmer has been a good passer. Hasn't had much offense. They played Kate Grimmer, uh, Kate Pryor, sorry, uh, quite a bit at right side, by the way, on the front row recently. So we'll see. Heather Nighting's tremendous, but they don't have a second outside that's real consistent, so they have to have that usage rate high, if you will, with Aaron. Yeah, if, if, look, if it's working, and that's how you win games, then go to well, it. Well, it's just tough, because what if she doesn't show up for a game? She has in almost every game all year, so if she does it in a big game, now it may cost you, right? Make an adjustment and hope that somebody else can play, but until it's not sure. working, keep going to it. Yeah. This morning, Dan Patrick said San Diego State's going to be invited to the Pac-12 as soon as this week. Nicole Arbach of The Athletic says report's inaccurate, says the conference will finalize the TV deal before expanding. Do you want San Diego State in the Big 12? In the Big 12 yeah. or the Pac-12? Well, we don't care who's invited to the Pac-12. Do you want them in the Big 12? No. Okay. No. Cool. I don't. Great combo. I just, I don't. <laughs> Again, we're talking about, like, viewership, revenue. Like, what does San Diego State bring that is like making the Big 12 Conference better other than California. Well, it's California. Western time zone. They already have it. They have good basketball if you're looking for that. They want, they want, Typically quality they football want the Pacific time zone in the Big 12 and they already have the mountain time zone with BYU. They do. They want all four time zones? Yes. Brett Yormark has expressed that they'd love uh, all four time zones. No, I don't really know. No. Like there's enough. Like I say invite Cal Poly. Just check that box. Get the Mustangs in here. Maybe San the banana State slugs in makes more sense in the Pac-12 than they do in the Big 12. Yeah, they've always made more sense. Though. So no, I don't. I don't think they belong. I, in the yeah, it, it'd be fine, but if BYU makes less money than new, after further review, reviews the Boise State game Tuesday, seven Eastern, on the BYU TV app tomorrow. Lots to discuss in that one. Up next, does Kalani Satake want San Diego State in the Big Twelve? I'm just kidding. We're not talking. Yeah, <laughs> we are talking about Puka Nakua's game. You and how it. about his thoughts on what Hinkley Ropati did? Find out next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Monday, a winning Monday. Hey! We're live in Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's continue with the post-game fun, this time with the head coach, Kalani Satake, who I spoke with after BYU's dramatic win to get his thoughts on Puka Nakua, Hinkley Rapati, and Jaron Hall, among other things. Here's that conversation. Coach, so many things went against your team, and some of those out of your control, but you find a way. What does a win like that mean for you and this program, given the difficulties you had to overcome? Yeah, it means a lot, but I think it just, it just confirms that the guys love each other, and they believe in each other, and they have each other's back. And so... Um, it didn't go as, uh, the way I planned it to, but, um, but you know, I think the, just not playing with any regret and just, just moving on to the next one was a key and, and just being resilient. And the guys have kept believing in, in each other and we've, kept, we've had to in the last, uh, you know, last month. And so things have been really rough and, um, these guys have really 
trusting and loving each other. And, and uh, I, I'm really grateful we got the win. But more than anything, I'm just glad that these guys show the faith in each other and, and, and the love for each other and that, that, that came out in the, in the result for us tonight. Given the struggles that you just referenced, how does that add to the gratifying feeling you understandably have right now? Yeah, I feel great about the win because we haven't had that feeling in a while, you know. And um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still committed in, in getting our team better, and that that's just a, I keep my, keep my focus on okay, what can we do differently and be better than than uh, than last week and this week, and how can we improve before we play senior game day on 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 uh, against Utah Tech and. Um, but that's going to be my focus. But I, but it's just a lot easier to think about it now that we got the win. And um, just uh, I think reminding our players that winning's hard and not to take any of our wins for granted anymore and uh, allow ourselves to be humble. But to re- remember that this is this is not easy and that to be appreciative of what they have and, and count their blessings. And that's that's what we're going to keep focusing on. And but we got to move on. We're one step closer to extending the season. We got to move on and get that next one. Some truly poetic elements of this game given the fourth down struggles that you've had to convert on fourth and six yeah. for the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> How do you process all of that mentally? Maybe we just need to back up every time it's fourth and short. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, for us, it's just I, I don't mean to make light of it. I know we've got to get, improve there, but um, it'll flip soon. It will. And, and um, we can't. I don't think we can really use fears as a, as a way to motivate. We, we, we'll flip it and we'll get better and we'll find ways to do it, but we're not just going to just uh, go away from our identity and, and opportunities to score. So that's and, – and if we make mistakes and we um, turn the ball over, don't convert, we got each other's back, and that's, that's a goal. We, we've seen the faith and the belief in each other happen at the Baylor game, and we saw that again tonight, and, and we just got to have that every week. I'm going to give you a few names. You tell me what comes to mind. First one is Puka Nakua. Yeah, playmaker. That's just – doesn't matter if it's fourth down and everyone knows the ball's going to him. That's he'll find a way. Hinkley Ropati. Yeah, just taking advantage of his opportunities and um, he's he's been really patient, you know. So he's stuck with it, and uh, I think it's been um, it's been a long road for him. But I I, I appreciate his uh, ability to stick with it and uh, you know just be positive the entire time. I, I've seen a lot of improvement in him, even during the time where he's waiting for his, his number to be called. And and uh, here, here here it happened, you know, and he, he was able to do some wonderful things that I know his family could be really proud of. And then Jaron Hall is the last one. Yeah, the guy just, you know, it's just good to have Jaron back to his old self and, and making big plays. I mean, I thought he was going to break that big long run, but um, I think they had some good angles on him. But that's uh, Jaron's resilient love him he's a great leader for us and uh we just got to keep keep uh finding ways to extend the season and get the next one that's uh, I, I think he's uh i don't know if you've met with him today, but he's just always got that he's got a great professional demeanor about him and and uh I, I appreciate that from our starting quarterback indeed couldn't agree more there just uh about how he's so even keel uh, and and maybe that's part of uh you know the halftime speech there too um i asked him what the emotions were like at halftime when you didn't get the touchdown ruled in your favor. What was your message to the team? Because that felt like a critical, critical juncture. Well, first of all, the the the, uh, the team talks to each other, and the the assistant coaches are in there, and so I, I don't know if if what I said really was the turning point, but um, just reminded them that this is what we're going to do, and that if we have another chance to get 
a fourth down conversion on half a yard or a yard, and I'm going to go for it. And uh, that's that's the mindset. And, and having the defense and special teams, everybody bought into it. Um, they understand, and that's that's a. Uh, I don't know. I just I would hate to be in a position where I wish we would have just regret. You know, what I mean, wish we would have just tried for it. And um, it came down. It was close. So next time, let's just get get them in the end zone next time. But there's something to work on. And finally. How does this begin what you hope is a rewrite of the end of this season? Well, I, I know that there's been, uh, obviously, there's the, the losing streak that we've been able to snap. And, um, you know, Boise had a winning streak, so I knew one of the streaks was going was gonna to be snapped. But it's, it's the, uh, there's still growth and there's still progress being made. And um, my job is to make sure that we keep improving even when nobody thinks they see it, you know. So that's that's the thing, and our guys see it. You see it in, in, in all of them. You saw it in Hinkley Rapati. If if he didn't improve every week, then he wouldn't have done what he did here. And and then there's 123, uh, 122 others on our team that, that are committed to doing that, and so uh, I'm excited to get back to work. I hope you get to sleep for like 14 hours at least one day during this bye week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying having a, having a little bit different role in it and having fun with the boys, so I... Uh, I'm, I'm going to relish this one for a little bit more and, and then uh, find ways to improve and then get on to the next one and give the seniors the, the day that they deserve um, in, after the bye week. Coach, I know rivalry wins mean a lot to you. Congratulations on a huge rivalry win as this series seemingly comes to an end. Appreciate it. And I just want to express my, my uh, appreciation and gratitude to all the fans that came here. Uh, we have a good showing everywhere we go, but uh, I know there's a lot of fans that made uh, long trips from even from Utah up here and, and from different parts of, uh, of Idaho. And so uh, I hope they know how much we love and appreciate them. And, and uh, we play for all of you guys. So thank you so much. Go Kooks. Kalani Satake feeling a major, major uh, sense of relief after that win over Bowl game happening. Uh, BYU loved and learned at a higher level and uh, got it done. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome that BYU figured it out and against a rival, and they got it done, man. It just feels great on the money. Absolutely. Let's recap our game day guarantees. Do we have after to? a win. We get to do Here's this after a win. Here's our game day guarantee results. We have to give them to you. We're contractually obligated. All right, let's go. Jerem, start us off. BYU have under 400 yards total offense. I thought the Boise State defense was good. They were not. BYU was uh, awesome. BYU's great. Made them look uh, foolish. 532 yards. I missed on that one. Jaron Hall will throw two touchdown passes. Yeah, he had three. There you go. And uh, George Helani will score a touchdown and get 100. I should have just said a touchdown because George had 73 yards, two touch. Uh, My picks are based on what happened in 2021. So I said BYU will not fumble the ball away. Thankfully, they did not turn the ball over via fumble. I said BYU would pass for over 200 yards. Boise State was only giving 133 through the air a game. Number one in the country. State. Number one in the country. Number one. I said 200 plus. Oh uh, yeah, 377 yeah. from Jaron. Paper Tigers. And Lapini Katoa was going to score a touchdown. I should have been three for three. It should have been a touchdown before halftime. Oh, like embarrassing they didn't call that a touchdown. Paper horses. Yeah, yeah. you should have been three. BYU football clients talking going to be popping tomorrow night, 8:30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. It's a combined show with Mark Pope as well. The season debut of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Check it out tomorrow night. Also, show up, uh, get a ticket, follow BYU Sports Nation for tickets or Greg Rubel. Plus, a rise and shout out to not one, not two, but three Nakuas. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. What a play by Puka. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Subscribe, rate, and view. Review the podcast. Let's recap BYU Sports Station Fantasy Football Friday. I lost again. I made a huge mistake. Huge mistake in my lineup. But it doesn't matter. And it didn't cost me? All right. Each week, three players to start. One defender, one offensive player, and then one flex player. Okay, Jerem, walk us through your starters and your points. Zach Wilson gave me 13 points. He's not doing enough. That's what's costing me here. Uh, also, Christopher So, yeah, I suck. Ben Bywater, six points. Tyler Algier, 12 points. That was nice. Okay. But uh, that's not going to be enough. On a bad week, maybe I win, but Jaron Hall went bonkers. He's going to destroy me. How many points did you have? Okay, so you had 31 total. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Hall alone. 44. There you go. Put up 44 points. Okay. I started no Fred Warner. No shot. I started Fred Warner and then realized after the you, show. You tried. Listen, if Taysom Hill doesn't even play, you've won by 13. <laughs> like, I had no shot in fantasy because Zach Wilson's not doing jack squat and Christopher Brooks has been hurt. And when he plays, sometimes it's good, but most times it's just, I don't know. So I have no, I had no shot with those two picks. We need to make a no trade. shot. Do I need to make a trade so you get Puka Nakua? I've already lost. I don't care. I'm taking for next year <laughs> for the first pick. 10 and 0 this season. Perfect 10 and 0. I already got the first pick. <laughs> Our question of the day what was the best thing BYU did on Saturday? Our elite response of the day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated, comes from Chris Wetzel on Twitter, who says, Overcoming adversity from turnovers to no pylon camera. It's the cart cam that needs to get there, not pylon. I don't think you would have seen it. Everyone anything. stepped up on Saturday. Even Greg Rubel toughed it out. Super proud of everyone. Hashtag get Greg some honey tea. Is that on the approved some honey list? Honey lemon tea. Is that on the approved tea list? Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about just the Nakua's? Kai, three interceptions and a touchdown in 2015. Against Boise State. Sampson had a 14-yard touchdown against Boise State last year. Boise State won that game. Puka combined 18 catches, 232 yards, two touchdowns the last two years. Wow. The Nakua's. I love that Kai tweeted out the Boise State Nakua's. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won last year, but yeah. Our thanks to all of you for joining us on this winning Monday show. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Ethan Manumaleuna. We'll see you on Coordinator's Corner coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern, Noon Mountain on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs. Coordinators with Spencer Linton.